Hey, I'm Camille Jamerson, and this is Life at the Half, my mid-lifestyle podcast about shifting the over 40 crowd from midlife crisis to midlife clarity. Over the course of this limited season, Life at the Half will make you laugh, think, cry, feel, and it will inspire you to intentionally design this funky in-between season in our lives. Midlife doesn't know who it's messing with. We are Gen X, baby. And it's just halftime for us. There is still so much more game for us left to live. So let's figure out our next play together, okay? Here on Life at the Half. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Life at the Half. I am your host, Camille Jamerson, and it is my pleasure to be with you. Today, we have an exciting topic to talk about. Um, I named this episode, Giving You the Best That I've Got. And if you know where that comes from, it's actually a song by who I call Auntie Anita Baker. Um, She actually um, lived here in the Detroit area for quite a bit of time. So we claim her as family. But the song, Giving You the Best That I've Got, um, has always stuck out with me. Not because she sings it beautifully, because she does. But it's the title of the song and the refrain um, that's really interesting to me. Why? Because she doesn't say, I'm giving you the best that there is, right? So you might find something out there better. But she says, I'm giving you the best that I've got, right? She's putting her all on the table and putting her best foot forward in the relationship and whatever it is that she was talking about. She's putting her best on the table. And what I have found is as we get older, we do that less and less. We don't show up um, for ourselves. And if we do show up, it's not always as ourselves right? We put on this persona for what we think the world wants to see, or we do what's safe or what's comfortable. And as we get older, that's actually the time when we need to share more. Why? Because we've got some experience under our belt. We've got some wisdom under our belt. We've got some things that we can share, warnings, you know, motivations, like don't go down there, bend down there. This is what you're going to find, you know? So, As we get older, I want to encourage this audience um, as Gen Xers that this is the season for you to really show up as you, for you, and for others that may be around you. And that's not as easy as it sounds. And I found the perfect person to discuss this. Um, Carla Palmer is um, over this amazing movement called Get Your Sexy Back. Um, If you're not following her on Instagram, make sure that you do. And I'll let her tell you um, what that's all about. But we connected on Instagram and um, had a conversation and we just, you would think we'd known each other for years. And this was one of the things that came up during our conversation. I'm like, this is what we're going to talk about on the podcast because we couldn't figure out kind of where the connection was going to be. But this was the thing. And um, when you talk to her, when you meet her, you will understand why. So would you guys help me welcome my guest for today, Carla Palmer. Hey, hey, Carla. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I have been waiting on this conversation like forever. Uh, we had to cancel once because I got sick, I think it was. And it just seems like it was just been forever for us to connect. But 
everything in divine order. I think it, this is the time, this is the season. So I am so glad to be able to talk to you. Would, would you kind of introduce yourself, introduce your, um, get your sexy back, give people an idea of what that is, why you started it, and just kind of your journey there? Yes, I am Carla Palmer. I am a midlife woman, Gen Xer, uh, 51 years old. I'll be 52 in October. And I have a movement. It's called GYSB. It stands for Get Your Sexy Back. It is a movement that I started over 14 years ago. Um, I was successful with weight loss. Um, I won't get into all the details on, you know, like all the intricate details on why I started the movement, but let's just say I was in an unhealthy relationship and in that relationship, I lost myself. And, um, after years of him cheating, I went on a weight loss revenge journey. And from that journey kind of evolved into more of a focus on me and what I had to do to heal and get my zest back and my joy back. And once I did that, I started a movement to help other women do the same. So that is what the movement is about. Um, I also have a podcast. So a spinoff of GYSB movement is GYSB Talks. And that is my podcast. And on that podcast, I have different guests on. Sometimes I do solo episodes. But the goal of that podcast is for people to walk away with information that will help them live their best life. So whether it's getting their sexy back in their finances in their career, maybe they don't love the job that they're in, mm-hmm. um, getting their sexy back in their relationships, in their spiritual walk, um, and physically, of course. Sure. Um, that's how the movement actually started. So that's what it is, GYSB movement with the physical part of it, and then GYSB talks, talking about the holistic approach to living our best lives. That's awesome. So one of the things that we talked about when we had our pre-talk is kind of how Gen Xers um, shrink back, you know, from public view in one way or another. I'm an introvert, so I get it. Um, but it's, it's the why we do that. That's, I think is the problem. Um, meaning the people that are ashamed or apprehensive because, you know, we don't look like our 20 year old self anymore, or we're comparing ourselves to the other, um, IG superstars that are out there. What what are your thoughts about that as far as how people our age are showing up in these spaces? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good question. And I like that you brought that up about us not looking like our 20-year-old selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this came up for us when we yeah. had our, our first exchange because I have a younger friend. One of my best friends is 27. And so there's this huge like age gap between us. But I had started posting videos of myself just doing a little dance to, you know, different move, you know, move music and stuff. But I told him that I wanted to grow the movement. So I posted a video and I was dancing and it was like the other videos that I had posted probably in the same week. And he messaged me and he's like, take it down. I said, what do you mean? He said, take the last video down. He said, all you're doing is doing the same dances. Wow. You're not saying, you're not talking. You're not showing your face. People want to hear from you. You want to grow your movement. You want to continue to grow and expand. You have to talk to the people. And I, wow. it hurt my feelings. It, it really Bad. hurt my feelings. But I knew why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was coming on and I was showing up dancing because I didn't want to talk. Because over the years, I have seen how things have shifted for me. As I've gotten older, 
like you said, I don't look like my 20 year old self. Mm -hmm. I don't look like my 30 year old self. I don't look like my 40 year old Listen, self. Listen, right. And guess what? 50 is not the new 30, like everybody says. Lies. It's not, it's lies. Mm -hmm. And so you see these shifts, you know, your teeth might shift. You might, like, I see my facial structure has changed. Not that I don't still that I think that I'm beautiful. Sure. But it's hard to see the shift. And nobody mm -hmm. really warns you about that. Nope. Nobody and wants to talk about it. They act like it's not happening. Nope. They want to impart all the wisdom. They want to do all, they don't want to talk about how you are going to change physically, like your appearance. Appearance, yes. It's, it's hard, you know? And then you we we were in Zoom world for two or three years with COVID. And so you looking at the camera and you see everything, everything. that has changed about you. Yep. And so it really impacted me. It really did. And, you know, when he said that, like, take it down. Mm. Post something else. Talk to the people. Put your face in the camera. Let them see you. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't I don't know my hair because I don't know if you know, but I suffer from alopecia. Mm -hmm. Right. I suffer, suffer from alopecia. So it's like all of these things, all of these changes that are just kind of chipping away at what I used to look like. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me, but I have decided I have committed and hopefully you've seen the shift lately mm -hmm. um, to talk, to talk more, to get on video. Whether I have on a wig or whether I have on my little bun or whether I don't have on anything, show up, show up because I have a purpose. I have a message. Yes. Dancing is not going to be the way to get that message out. That's it. That's it. And I think, I mean, dancing has its place. Like you said, that's something you're going to continue doing because I mean, I think it shows your, your joy and it shows your zest for life. But to your friend's point, they want to hear from you. It's like, dang, how did you get to be so joyous? Mm -hmm. Where is that happiness coming from? You know, and I, I do. I totally agree that you have a message. Um, so how do you reconcile this new you? How do you start to rebuild that confidence from right where you are right now? If somebody look, think about yourself, you know, before you started making this shift, how did you start to rebuild your confidence in this area? You know, one thing is to really look at where I've come from. Mm -hmm. You know, I have been through a lot. I'm a single mom. Um, my son and I, we've been without a place to live. I mean, we've been through a lot together mm -hmm. and I have really grown and evolved in my career. I have learned a lot of lessons. I have really learned how to tap into my joy reservoir in spite of yes. all of the challenges that I've been through. And so it has been something I believe that has really helped me to move forward. It's really helped me to say, turn on the camera, you've got a message. Um, start a podcast, you've got a message. And so it's less focused on my appearance, trying mm -hmm. let's focus on my appearance and more focus on my message yes. and where it's going to land and who is going to help and support because there are a lot of women out there camille who need me who need you yes who need this village this community this tribe there are so many women who are sitting in silence and suffering and feeling like they don't have a community and That's so good understanding that I have value and I have something to offer the world and looking back at all of my accomplishments over the years. Sometimes you don't even remember until you sit there yes. now. Yes. You have to actually write like, Oh wait, I did that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, yeah. I forgot all about that. Right. Yep. Right. yep. And so it, it's really just kind of taking the focus off of the physical and doing that, um, that kind of work. 
but also showing up as your best self. And like mm. I just said, 50 is not the new 30, but 50 is not the 50 that it was when our mothers were 50. That is so true. That's okay? very true. So show up as your best self. You don't have to go out of the house looking frumpy. Show up. You don't have to save the cute outfit for a special occasion. Come on. Get out there and show up as your vibrant self, as your best self at that age that you are right now. Whether you're 50, whether you're 60, whether you're 70, even if you're 40, show up as your best self. So if you're leaving the house, ask yourself if as a single woman, let's just say a single woman, if I were to walk out of the house right now and meet the man of my dreams, would I mm -hmm. want him to be like this? Mm -hmm. If I were to walk out of the house right now and meet somebody who could give me my dream job, would I want them to see me like this right now? Wow. Right. And so I, I think it's just focusing on things outside of the physical changes that are happening with ourselves. I love that. And what I think is really interesting about that is when you said show up as yourself and not saving your outfits, et cetera. The other thing that I will add to that is don't let the world tell you what you should and should not look like at mm -hmm. your age. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have a tendency to kind of lean into this whole aging model and, oh, you're too old to wear that. Or, you know, you shouldn't dress like that at your age. It's like, wait, who made that rule? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and why do I have to um, succumb to that? Now, your body will dictate what you really can and can't wear. Now, that's just <laughs> real tough. It's <laughs> like, you know what? That skirt not going to make it. <laughs> it's just not. You know, it was cute. It's, it's cute, but all of this junk back here is not going to accommodate that skirt. And I just need to let that go. And that's fine. Yeah. But that's not to say that um, I have to stick to, like you said, the frumpy because I'm bigger than I was when I was 20 years old. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. And, you know, and I like that you're saying that, too. Like, let's just be realistic. Mm -hmm. But it, that's why it's important to have people around you who you trust who you can ask, like your girlfriends, yeah. how does this look? Like we tell each other the truth. Yeah. Like how do I, how am I showing up? Yeah. And Lord, don't have a daughter. Cause good Lord, they are brutal. Are they? <laughs> oh girl. Like ma, uh-uh. I know you're not going to go up there and then. I'm like. Really? I think my sons are pretty bad too, but my daughters are, are absolutely the worst. But I appreciate them because um, they know that I, I'm still going to go for a mature look because I'm not their age. But by the same token, they're not going to let me go out of the house looking like some grandma either. You know, right. whatever that looks like. So I, I appreciate their, their brutal um, mm -hmm. honesty. So we're going to take a break. But when we come back, what I want you to answer is um, I want to talk about the compare game how we compare ourselves to each other, whether it's looks, whether it's our material possessions, um, whether it's relationships, whether it's jobs, whatever, how detrimental that is and what can we do to kind of pull ourselves out of comparing ourselves with others. I think that goes a long way in showing up as yourself instead of showing up as someone else or someone you wish to be. So we're going to talk about that um, when we come back. So you guys stay tuned. I will be right back with Carla um, from the Get Your Sexy Back movement. We'll be back in just a second. Mm -hmm. 
Life of the Half is sponsored in part by the award-winning firm CDJ and Associates. With CDJ and Associates, bringing on a consultant to help pull your business together doesn't have to be overwhelming and stressful. Our firm is dedicated to bringing innovative, out-of-the-box creativity to every single project, creating dynamic, doable solutions for every client. Our unique expertise in branding, PR, communications, and strategic planning will catapult your brand into brilliance and boost your bottom line. Contact our squad of gladiators today at info at cdjandassociates.com. Again, that's info at cdjandassociates.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. I am your host, Camille Jamerson, and you are on Life at the Half. I am here today with my guest, Carla Palmer, and she is um, the founder of the Get Your Sexy Back movement. Um, Before we took the break, Carla, I asked you a question that I told you we would discuss once we came back. And what we talked about was the compare game, whether we are comparing each other, whether it's our looks, whether it's our riches or whatever, our wealth, our material possessions, our houses, cars, whatever, relationships, jobs, whatever. But how detrimental is the compare game when you're trying to show up as your authentic self? Because what I'm seeing is us showing up as other people that we wish we could be instead of ourselves. What are you saying and what do you think? I am seeing a lot of comparison. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I try not to do that. One of the reasons I try not to do that is because what we see on social media is not always the full story. Usually it isn't. Right. It's, it's the highlight, you know, all the, the good things being pulled out and posted. Sure. And so you never know anybody's story. You don't you never know the real story. You look at women who may be the same age as you and maybe they have great genetics. Maybe they've had some work done. We just don't know. And yeah. so. For us, what's really important is just appreciating who you are, what you have. Uh, like for me, like I really appreciate my foundation, how I grew up and yes. the and the morals that I have. And that informs how I show up in the world on a daily basis. Even the teachings that I got as a little kid that I thought were super strict. I feel so comfortable and so grateful for having been been raised that way. Yeah. Structured. Um, yeah. And, and, discipline so, and boundaries. Yeah. And boundaries. It's what? for me, it's it's kind of easy to not get into too much comparisonitis. Um and I use itis because mm-hmm. it, it can be a sickness. Truth. When we start that. And so to me it's just like really looking at me and what I have to offer the world and being okay with that. Um, I think in one of my podcasts on one of my episodes, I was talking to somebody who was talking about uh, the anxiety we feel around big purchases mm. and started talking about car buying because she is in the car buying business. She's a dealer. Uh, she works at a dealership. And so I was telling her, I said, you know, as a fundraiser, because I'm a director of development for a nonprofit, I show up at some of the wealthiest people in L.A. I show up at their homes in my 2009 Toyota Camry. Listen. Listen. And I period. Up, 
Listen, I show up, I, I valet at the house. Yes. I'm listen, I walk in there and I'm like, hey, I'm here. Right. And I feel like I'm even sometimes more respected showing wow. up that way because I'm comfortable with it. Now, I will say my car is starting to rust at the top and that is a whole different kind of vibe. So mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little less comfortable with that because mm-hmm. now it looks raggedy yeah. instead of just an old model. model. It looks raggedy. But before that, I sure would pull up. Good morning. Beep, beep. beep, beep. Go on in there and have my meeting or go on in there and have my little wine and cheese and mix yes. and mingle with people and tell them about foster youth in L.A. County. Love. Right. I don't, I don't need all the other stuff. And it, you you know what? You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go broke trying to fit in come on i look i will buy a nice handbag will mm-hmm. i buy a chanel bag for ten thousand dollars i will not will not i will not not to impress other people because right. i feel like what i have in here right and, mm-hmm. and and how i value relationships and how self-respect is enough for me to hang with yes. the best come enough on for me to hang with the best of them walk in the room be a light and some Kmart shoes, okay? I Look. Said, hey, that's a Gen X brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? You right. know what I mean? We know right? what you mean. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I nice stuff too, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That was one of the things I really liked about um, Michelle Obama, how she would just break out in an H&M dress. All right. <laughs> and right. about like, good morning. And I'm like, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. And she could wear anything she wanted in the world. But she made it a point to make some of the things that she wore accessible and quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys, you don't have to wear $10,000 worth of stuff in order to show up authentically and be valued for something else other than what you have on. You do. And uh, Yeah, we, we just don't. And um, I know that's a rough shift for some of us because we place our value in what we have. Um, we, if you remember the eighties, um, was a very show me kind of era. Um, when you think of shows like, um, lifestyles of the rich and famous oh, yeah. and Dallas and dynasty and Falcon crest and all of these shows that glamorized being rich. Um, so we grew up in that. I'm seeing that and aspiring to that only to get to the other side. Like, oh, I don't want all that. I, I, I take a little of it. <laughs> What's that? Just a smidge. Right. It's like, but I mean, but like you said, I'm not spending $10,000 on the Chanel bag. I'm, I'm not, not doing it. Now if I had the money, I would, because I like it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. But what I'm not going to do is go sacrifice, broke. is go broke for it. No, if that's not in my in my wheelhouse, then okay, I'm gonna just wear this tailfire bag and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know what else too? You know what I'd rather spend my money on, and I've done a lot of that since 2012, is travel. Yes, world travel and creating beautiful experiences with my sister, with my mom, Love. with my friend. I would much rather do that. You know what? One of the things that my family did actually did it after my dad passed because Christmas was just too hard because Christmas was his holiday. It was just Mm -hmm. too hard. So what we decided to do was do a family vacation on Christmas. We would go to Florida for a week. Instead of buying presents, we created this experience. It changed 
everything. Ugh. Everything. And one of the nights that we were up there, I think this was the second trip. No, this was the first trip. Um, we asked the kids, hey, what did you get for Christmas last year? None of them could remember. Oh, my God. No, nothing. They couldn't remember anything. But and that's what we were telling them. We were like, but I bet you you will remember this trip for the rest of your life. You guys are going to be talking about life. this forever. And they still talk about it. When mm -hmm. we went to Florida, when we went to California, when we took the cruise, they still talk about it because you're making those moments and those experiences. And I'd love to see um, Gen Xers really embrace that. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to spend your money on something, you know, spend it towards travel and art and um, experiences, like you mm -hmm. said, um, to really expand um, your world, you know? And, and it, like you said about the kids, it just, it trickles down yes. to the kids. You know where my son is going tomorrow? I'm so jealous. Morocco <laughs> and Portugal. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay. I see. That's what we know. With his Gen X dad. Okay. Yes. Dad. Okay. And, and, and his parents and his grandparents. Wow. They're going to take a, a family trip. I mean, you know, we're not married, so I can't go, but... <laughs> I take pictures, but take <laughs> some pictures, take some pictures, but it's, he's seen me go. And yes. So that's normal dad. for him. It's, it's like, normal. that's a part of who he is. I love that. And he will yeah. never forget that. Never forget it. Never forget it. And let me say one other thing about Gen Xers. Our parents set things up, I believe for our lives to be better than what their lives were. Sure. Sure. And the beautiful thing about that is we sometimes get to show them experiences that they've always wanted. I remember when my mom told me, I said, mom, you want to go to um, to Paris? My mom didn't even have a passport. And she said, uh, yeah. I said, OK, well, let's go. And she said to Paris. I said, yeah, go get your passport, mom. And she got her passport. And she was teary eyed because yes. she had never been out of the country. Wow. And we go to Paris and she wanted to eat at the Eiffel Tower and we got to do that. And she wanted to have high tea in London and we got to do that. You know, it's oh, like I love it. these things that I get to show my mother be, as a Gen Xer because she set things up for me. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's, it's just such a beautiful. I would much rather spend my time and my money on that. Oh, I love that. It re it reminds me um, when my dad, right before he passed, um, he was in hospice. And one of the things, so we were almost like interviewing him, you know, just trying to get his last bits yes. of, of wisdom. And we were like, dad, you know, what is something that you always wanted to do? He's like, you know, I really wish I had gone to the Grand Canyon. And Carla, I got so angry inwardly because mm -hmm. I'm like, Dad, I could have took that's you on my back to the Grand Canyon. If that's what you wanted to do, all like, bro, that was doable. But in his head, that was so up there, you know, that it was it was hard for him to fathom how he could do something like that. And he'd gone on trips before. You know how we do. We go down south to see the yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that. But outside of that, just to family vacation that he just didn't do that so he didn't even realize that how possible that was yes you know yes. and me and my sisters and brothers are looking at each other like did you know did you we were like, no. oh my god no you know? 
no idea. So now all of us are about to cry because we had no idea that this was um, on his heart to do. But he has set us up in such a way that if he wanted to go, if we had anywhere. known, we could anywhere he wanted to go. Anywhere. Just it was just the most amazing thing. And speaking about the end of his life, he was talking about more so than jobs and money or anything. He was talking about experiences. Yeah. So that's one thing that I want to make sure that you guys take away from this show um, is what Carla was saying about um, experiences like with her mom and with her sisters and where her son is going. That's where the value at is at, in this season. Um, I mean, we've worked our tails off. Gen X is going to do that. We're going to work. Uh, we going to work. I mean, <laughs> listen, we got that honest too. Um, we going to work. But make certain that there's some reward on the other side of that. Um, and there's some balance. So I think I got one more question for you, Carla. Okay. And that's just kind of, let's leave people with what they can do next. So what are some baby steps that people can make to begin to show up for themselves as themselves? Like what little things did you have to do to start making that switch? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm going to go back to showing up as your best in the outside world, okay. right? Yeah. When you leave the house, look at yourself. Are, mm -hmm. are you happy with the way that you look right now? And I'm, I'm not talking about the wrinkles. I'm not talking about the line. I'm talking about, is your hair done? Listen. Or do you have it wrapped up? You know, we all going through different things. I have alopecia. So sometimes it's a beautiful head wrap, Yeah. right? Yeah. Are your clothes nice and fitting? Like, How do you feel about yourself right now? Yeah. So I think that's number one. The other thing is um, making sure that you're taking care of your skin, right? Mm, still living. One. You're still living. Yeah, Take you care of your skin. Like I said, I'm not spending ten 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 thousand dollars on a handbag, but I'm going to spend money on good on my face. Yes, right. Good skincare products have a routine. Yes. Are you getting enough sleep? Yeah. Right. Because if you're getting enough sleep, guess what? You're going to show up more vibrant. You're oh, going totally to agree. Be more alert. You're going to be wanting more of interaction with other people because you're in a good space. Absolutely. Okay? So I, I think it's just looking at little things like yep. that. Yep. Staying current, mm. learning a new skill, reading a book. Mm -hmm. You know, I say that I don't read enough. I wish I read more and I, I probably <laughs> could read more. But reading a book, staying up on current events, maybe listening to, you know, NPR instead of listening mm -hmm. to a radio station that's playing music when you're in your car. Yeah, that's good. Talk about, right? Mm -hmm. we, we talk about Gen X. Well, I've heard people talking about Gen Xers being invisible. Let's make sure that we are not hiding, right? Oh. We are not shrinking. Oh, that's right? so good. So a lot of times we're like, oh, you know, people don't see us. Are you showing up so people can see you? Yeah. Are you showing up and, and ready to be heard with things that you have to say? Yeah. Are you showing up in a way that you want to be received? Oh, that's good. Right? That is so good. So blaming everybody everybody else. Yeah. So they're saying that we are invisible, but we have to make sure that we are not hiding. Hide. I want y'all to take that with you. That is powerful. That's powerful because then it shifts the blame off of them and puts the responsibility back on us. Boop. Boop. And there's that's that on that. All right, then. <laughs> and with that, 
Um, okay, these are questions that I ask every guest. So imagine Carla at 13 years old. So that's like maybe eighth going into ninth grade or ninth grade-ish. Yeah. Um, what are three words that would um, describe you then? Uh, I was very energetic. I was confident in my looks. <laughs> very. Yeah. And I was, I was very personable. Really? I, oh, I can see that. Very, very. Life of the party. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could see her now and talk to her, what would you tell her? Honestly, I would tell her to focus more on school. <laughs> <laughs> I love these questions because I, I get a lot of that. Like, girl, actually, listen, I, I would have told her to leave that boy alone. I was cute and I knew it, but them academics was a hot mess. Oh man, no, like, ma'am, that was like not, they not it. Focus, yeah, you need to focus. I yeah. love that. <laughs> so, okay, tell me. You already talked about the fact that you don't read a lot of books. So, what was the last book you read, or what's <laughs> You know, what was the last one you might have put your hand on? <laughs> I, um, I like podcasts, though. I do listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts. I will listen to, like, NPR for, like, current events. Sure. And stuff. The, the book that I'm currently going through, again, is The 12-Week Year. Oh. Um, I forget the name of the guy. I think his last name is Moran, M-O-R-A-N. Okay. Um, and that. the 12-Week Year is great because what it does is instead of looking at a year, a whole full year, like say in January, this is what I'm going to accomplish this year. It has you put a year into 12 weeks. They call it the 12-Week Year. And what you do is you focus on the most important things, like these things that you want to get done in 12 weeks. Usually it's like two things. Like say, for example, I want to launch a podcast in um uh, June, right? And okay. it's January. So for 12 weeks, what am I going to do to help prepare to get closer to launching this podcast in January? Nice. Maybe I need some equipment. How will my guests be structured? What will be some of the guests that I will, who will be some of the guests that I'll have on the podcast? So each week in those 12 weeks, you're working on reaching a certain goal. Once that 12 weeks is over, then you do another 12 weeks. And the great thing about the book is it has you have like a mastermind group. So I do this with uh, two of my friends, Shauna and Erica, and we meet every Sunday and we go over what we did the previous week. Love and you score yourself as per, a percentage. How much of the goal did you percentage wise did you reach? Even if you reach 20 percent, you still further than you were the week before. How about that. And I love yeah. the accountability aspect. It's great. I- yeah, oh, that sounds good. I'm going to buy that. Well, I think I probably need to buy the hard copy. I was getting ready to say I'm going to buy it on Audible. No, no, no. That one you want the hard copy. I want the hard copy. Okay. I wrote it down. So, okay. And I'll make sure we'll have it in the show notes, guys. Um, so if you're looking for that book too, can't find it, I'll make sure that we put that in the show notes. So Carla, as we wrap up, I want um, to yield the floor to you. I want you to tell people how they can find you. Um, and what you may have coming down the line um, in the movement um, so people can connect with you and um, follow you with the Get Your Sexy Back movement. Yes. So you can follow me on all social media platforms. Well, not all. Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. I am G-Y-S-B movement, like get your sexy back. So GYSB movement on social media. And then on the podcast, which is GYSB talks, 
Get Your Sexy Back Talks. I am on Spotify and I am on Apple Podcasts. You can find me there. Tune in, you guys. Listen to the past episodes. Tune in to future episodes. Got some great ones coming up. I'm going to have Camille on. Um, And so I'm really just excited about the evolution of the podcast. And I would love to have you there. And I'd also love to hear what you would like to hear on the podcast. So after every episode, there's a Q&A section. And you can just ask some questions there or make a comment. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to email me, um, gysbmovement at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with me that way. So. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. Well, it has been such a pleasure. I'm so glad we finally got this done. Um, Our next feat is to get me scheduled on yours. (laughs) And we're going to get that done really soon. I'm excited um, to have a chance to talk with you in your space. So you guys tune in for that. I will definitely let you know when I'm on Carla's show and to be promoted on Life at the Half so you can tune in and hear me um, on on her show with her in the interviewer's seat. Um, So Carla, I'm going to bid you adieu. Stay in the studio. I'll be right back with you. Thank you. So guys, was that like amazing or what? Um, I really enjoy talking to Carla. I love her honesty, her transparency, and her zest and joy for life just oozes um, through her pores, actually. Um, and so I, I hope you took something away from this um, that's extremely valuable and game-changing for you. Um, show up for yourself. Show up as yourself. And Carla laid out some really amazing baby steps um, that you can take to make certain that you aren't the problem. As she said, as Gen Xers, um, people say that we're invisible, but let's make sure that we're not hiding. Right. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, If you are looking to connect with me, if you're looking to connect with the um, show, I'm scrolling on the bottom, how you can find me, how you can find the show, how you can find um, the Facebook group, which is going to jump off in the summer because we we're not showing new episodes in the summer. So make sure you join the Facebook group so you can find out what's going on there. And you'll have all the information about the IG lives and all the summer stuff um, that we have coming up. We got giveaways, merch giveaways, all kinds of stuff. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you are following us. Um, go to um, our link tree or go on lifeatthehalf.com on our email, on our website page, and you'll see all the links there. You'll be able to find us anywhere. So it has been my pleasure being your host today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Life at the Half. And don't forget, midlife crisis to midlife clarity. Midlife doesn't know who it's messing with, with Gen X. We're going to take life back and we're going to live this second half of our lives to the best of our ability. And nobody is going to cheer you on louder or harder than us here at Life at the Half. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.